after the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, and Gordon Diel are here, and now they're waiting on your calls. They want to know what you made of that game between Rangers and Celtic at Ibrox. It's first blood to Stephen Gerrard's side or Gary McAllister's side, should we call them this afternoon? As they land the first blow in the head-to-heads between the sides At the start of a new campaign Celtic started the brighter They had an unbelievable miss from Odson Edward in the first half But Rangers looked a different side after the break Grew into the game Philippe Hillander got the only goal of the game From Borna Barisic's corner kick He headed it into the back of the net Celtic rallied late on Couple of good chances for Furuhashi But in the end Rangers keep a clean sheet again And Rangers win again It finished Rangers 1 Celtic 0 Hugh Keevans did you enjoy it? Oh yeah a Very good game It held the interest There was never a dull moment uh, But Celtic suffered a lapse First half They were excellent Second half Rangers got in about them And when Hellander scored I thought Celtic looked uh, Like a deflated side Played like a deflated side Until the last moments of the game When they suddenly came alive again But Barisic's corner and Hillander's header are every day, straight up and down, bread and butter balls into the penalty area that a good defence would deal with. And I don't think Celtic have a good defence when it comes to those occasions, those set plays, that they, they, they lose goals far too easily. That was a bread and butter header. I, I can disagree that to lose a set play in a game of this important hue is disappointing. I, I, I sort of disagree with the fact that you're saying a good defence and Celtic have not got a good defence. I thought Celtic defended okay today. Um, they didn't, you know, you're playing Rangers in their own ground. Uh-huh. There are 50,000 people there. And you know the form that Rangers have had in years, especially last year at Ibrox. Uh, Joe Hart didn't have a lot of saves to make. So for me, I think Celtic defended okay. I think the difference in the game today was... The, the set play but And that, I think they that, cost them That one pivotal moment Costs you the game yeah. Because it's finished 1-0 No but I think Gordon's point Is you and everyone else Expected after Alkmaar Celtic to be cut open at will Yeah and I that, did and, yeah. and that didn't happen I think that's that's more What, what he's getting at yeah, Without doubt Yeah I, I acknowledge that Freely um, But these pivotal moments Will crop up Game to game uh, they've got a Europa League section with a Bayer Leverkusen team who are now top of the Bundesliga. They've got Real Betis, the Ferenc Varos, who had such a profound effect on Celtic in the Champions League qualifiers last season. These moments will crop up, mm. and, and you know, Hibs away or Aberdeen away or whoever, you, you're going to have to get that sorted out, but, but or you, you cannot. Can, you can, right, Hugh, I, I totally understand, but you can you can flip it over and say. I didn't think Rangers' defence was that great today because you look at the two chances or three chances that Celtic had and I'm talking about three real good chances. Uh The difference is when Rangers got the opportunity for the set play, they punished them. Celtic didn't punish Rangers. 0141-951-1025. What did you make of it today? Let's bring in Craig, who's a Rangers fan in Moody's Burn and a happy one at that, I would imagine, Craig. Very happy, yeah. I just, I just thought I had to call in because I was speaking to you last night. It was a wee bit of a stutter mess. Um, you asked me a few points, I can answer. But I, I said I was confident. Um, you said, "Why are you confident?" And I said, "I think the real Rangers defence will turn up. I think Gordon and Rangers didn't defend very well. We did defended like an actual, actual yank. I mean, Celtic getting behind a couple of times, but I think you said Rangers didn't defend very well. It was, 
ridiculous. But I think, you know, Hugh's point that Barisic's ball was a bread and butter ball. Barisic is one of the best crossers of a ball in the league. I was just going to shake my head there at a couple mm. of things. I, I, I think I, you maybe overanalyzed a couple of things there, Craig. Gordon means in the, Gordon worded that clumsily because I know he's on about punishing opportunities when yeah. they come around. And Hugh's talking about set pieces being bread and butter. You don't have to hear everything as an insult to Rangers. Of course, it was a good delivery from Borna Barisic. We're talking about defending corners as being a bread and butter concept. It's a good delivery that should have been met with a better response. You know, Barisic has put it right on the money, uh, and Helander has got there, but. A good ball that should have been met with a better response But Craig you're right And this is the beauty of it I like it when people set out their stall early on And they can come on and and back it up Or come on and and apologise for getting it wrong You were confident And I know it's a bit of a cliche But but is that the type of game that that shows why Rangers won the league last season And and why they've not lost that overnight? Yeah it is And again I thought Balligan You know thoroughly deserved man in the match And I mentioned Mm. Stephen Davis last night And I thought he was outstanding again today um, I was saying to the producer there, I thought Robbie McCrory, you know, he's, he's come in, he's had two clean sheets, clean sheet in Europe, clean sheet in, uh, clean sheet in an old firm game, nearly swore there, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was questioning Marks, could he be the, the long term Alan McGregor replacement? He's got a lot of, you know, um, improvement to make. Sometimes, you know, he's a little bit kind of indecisive, I thought, at certain times, but I thought he was very, 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 very good in what he had to do. And the save with his foot was, was brilliant from. Uh, yeah, um, really good, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I thought, I don't know if you noticed, um, I've seen the producer, it was very Alan McGregor-like at the end of the game, the time-wasting, and Scott Arfield was applauding him for that, you know, at the, right at the end. But, yeah, I mean, you asked me last night, why am I confident? And, yeah, possibly I picked up a wee bit wrong, but I thought they were very, very good defensively. Goals mm-hmm. a wee bit shaky first half, but that that's that's what we are built on. We are, This Rangers team is possession-based. You know, Celtic team is, you know, Pass and move, pass and move very, very fast. And I thought the game management from Rangers first half was, it might not have been, you know, a, a, a game at Ibrox, you don't want to sit in. But I thought we sat in for the opening 15, 20 minutes because we know this Celtic team, the way they press, the way they play, you know, very high up the pitch to begin with. You know, it's, I was going to say it's been proven, it's not really been proven, but they kind of tire out. And I thought Rangers second half took advantage of that and I thought they were magnificent. Um, I think if there was only one. Small negative. I agree with the guys. Joe Hart really didn't have much to do. That was the only negative points. I thought Morelos had a, a chance, a couple of chances when he was through. Should have done a wee bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not going to say we're, we're going to go on a run now and, and win every game, but I think slowly you could see there that was a massive game, mm-hmm. massive game as I said last night. And I think the clean sheet um, is a massive point as well because it was all about Celtic's attacking, you know, form coming into the game. Yes, they missed a sitter, they missed a couple of chances at the end, but for young McCrory, I mean, as I say, I've got, I, I thought his brother could have been a Rangers captain, but um, I think he's got a lot, a lot of potential, and, you know, McLaughlin, I think, is 34, and there's definitely a space there for him to, to grab that number one jersey, I think, for years to come. Yeah, if we pick out a couple of those individuals, uh, Leon Balligan played it right mm. back, Third choice right back No James Tavernier No Nathan Patterson And you two have got him as your man of the match So what does that tell you about how good he was? Yeah terrific Didn't offer anything going forward But he's in there to do a job defensively Especially against a Celtic system That we've all raved about for weeks And how they move people about And and the wide areas Balogun didn't really have any trouble I mean he he did his job to a tee He stood Kyogo up He showed him the line There was a couple... 
of challenges in the first half that he, he wins cleanly and confidence grew in him and you could see Kyogo you know as the game wore on th- thinking about every time he had the ball I don't think I'm going to actually run you down the line and that's that's it touching it in the game it's the greatest thing you can have as a fullback when you know that winger decides to go inside rather than run you down the line you know you have to beat him and I think Balligan you know had that early into the second half and that just allowed Rangers to grow he was, um, a, he was asked a, a few unit. questions early Mark because you're right he's he's preferred position centre back and obviously Furuhashi get in behind for the Edward and you could see Celtic thinking yeah we're going to test him here because he's obviously not a natural right back but I think that happened last season as well was yeah. it Ilyusi got quite a lot of joy against him in yeah. one of the games he had to play but, right back but he was absolutely brilliant Gordon but I'm glad Craig did give uh, McCrory a mention for a third choice goalkeeper to come into that situation and when, when called upon I thought he was brilliant and I looked at him with one of the saves with his, his right foot that's that's watching and training with Alan McGregor every day mm-hmm. that's where you learn that and the lads taking that one of the pitch and well done to him yeah Hugh I, the part of it probably was was overstated because he's 23 he's played over 100 games and yeah. appeared in a National Cup final last season yeah. so he's a proven goalkeeper to an extent however he had huge gloves to fill yeah and a massive occasion during the week and today So you, there can be nothing but praise for the way Robbie McCrory stood up The, the save, yeah. the t- two saves from Furuhashi Celtic had chances in that second half and he stood up to them If you have never played in this fixture before For all that, this fixture today was his 109th career appearance in first team football Yet He's never played in this particular fixture before And in front of Rangers fans and Rangers fans only that brings its own kind of pressure as well But he stood up to everything He did not uh, have a moment where you had any concerns about him whatsoever So he can walk off the park with his head held high uh, And as Craig on the line has said John McLaughlin and Alan McGregor won't last forever uh, This may in fact be Alan McGregor's last season uh, So Rangers know they've, they've got someone they can rely upon How significant is it? Craig, do you think to win the first one between the sides? Hugh read the stats out earlier. In years gone by, more often than not, the side that wins the first one goes on to win the title. But there is there is a long way to go. How significant do you think today was? A long way to go. Um, yeah, as I said last night, I was very confident because um, I've, I've said numerous times in this program, you know, particularly old firm games and European games. I trust this Rangers team to to get the job done. Sometimes it's not as pretty as we would like it to be, but. You know, the most important thing is win the game, clean sheet. And I think, psychologically, as I mentioned earlier on, I know it is the first game of the season, a long way to go, it's only three points ahead now, but I think for all, you know, Celtic's attack, I think that was the point I was trying to make to you last night, is I've seen a lot of very good Celtic teams. You know, I mentioned you saw the 90s, but the Canio and, and, you know, all that kind of front three, this magnificent Celtic front three. I think, psychologically, that could be a big, big thing coming to Ibrox, losing 1-0, mm-hmm. Not scoring a goal And you're like Right You know And it's What is it now it's, I've lost count Sorry I know Seven really. but I've lost seven. count Of any games I've won in the league Against Celtic oh, now. Sorry Seven undefeated Sorry The, the last seven meetings is, un, yeah. is undefeated Yeah Yeah. So I think they I know it's a new manager But you know It's You know I still What eight of that Starting 11 Were there from last season Seven or eight <coughs> Um Sorry, I've lost my voice after cheering at the game. Probably tell, but um, but yeah, psychologically, I think it's a big a big statement. Same as last season, went to Parkhead one two 0 Different team, different situation now. But 
I think, as I mentioned uh, earlier, and obviously last night to yourself, I think it was massive going into this international mm-hmm. break. Get Gerard back in the dugout after that. We've got Europa League, and hopefully now we can get that team or our first 11 on the pitch now for the rest of the season and just play what we did last season. Yeah, what about that, Mark? Because you can't ignore the build up where Celtic fans phoned this programme and said, look, look at the way we're attacking. Rangers you know, won't be able to handle that. And the Rangers fans generally responded by saying, you've not played anyone as good as us yet. You've not, you've not had to break down a defence like ours yet. You've broken down St Mirren's and Dundee's at Celtic Park. Um, and today, we, we, we didn't see Ange Ball in full flow. You can't, you can't get away from that. No, not like we've seen it in the, the past couple of weeks. But there were instances where Celtic did get in behind. They did create chances. And it's their own poor finishing that have they've went away kicking themselves. So you can see the progression. But Rangers, yeah, have to take huge, huge credit for for keeping a clean sheet, and they'll take huge confidence from that because they've conceded goals at Dingwall and Tannadice and in the European games. And probably this test against this Celtic side would have been their sternest test about how their movement is in Kyogo and Edward pitched in. Uh, Rangers fans know how good he is, but they've came away with a clean sheet, and that's the that's the important thing, you know. Especially when you look at the factors in that with McCrory and goals and Balogun right back as well, and Barisic probably not top form. They still take mm-hmm. huge confidence going away with a clean sheet in the first fixture. Thank you to Craig. Let's bring in John and Steps and see what he made of it from a Celtic point of view, John. How you on, boys? Um, obviously, first time caller and stuff. I was nice looking to, to see. Um, Obviously about how you felt about the actual game itself I thought the game was actually really bad And had it not been for the set-piece goal It would have been known as, as probably one of the worst ones to watch I thought the game itself was really bad passing-wise It was a lot of frantic um, So, uh, you know, messy in, in the middle of the park I just wanted to see what he's made of that What do you I, make of that? I understand that subconsciously John will just be feeling bad about the whole day uh, but the game was not as bad As John is making it out to be I do accept Did, did it lack quality? I mean I, I always like it right? I just always like them Because it's dramatic and it's tense But, but the, the, was the quality there? There were moments of quality And there were moments uh, When the, the passing was going astray But in that frenetic atmosphere That will happen Mark and Gordon both played in old firm games That were you know, I remember Gordon playing in a, a 3-3 at Celtic Park And it, it was crazy time uh, And Mark's known crazy time as well And rank bad games into the bargain But that was not a rank bad mm. game That was a, a, a game where Celtic had their moments Rangers had their moments I keep coming back to it I hammer it in A simple corner A simple header And a, a, a defensive mm-hmm. Reaction should have been better And that's the day done I'll always talk it up Always right Because I mm. like the occasion And I think the drama's good And always gives us talking points But I, I wonder if This question might Underline a little bit Where John's coming from See out of the six attackers That started the game Did any of them Have a good game? No No I, I, Listen I can understand Where John's coming from But Taking into consideration Gordon We've waited a long time For a full stadium And unfortunately Celtic fans can't be there um, It was the excitement Of Postacoglu Going mm-hmm. there With this new brand Of football um, But, but that, that's defend- my point though. So, 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 for, ex- so for Celtic's front three And Rangers mm-hmm. front three Did any of them Have a good game? Any of the six? Um, <laughs> yeah you make a point No, no It's I quiet would- Abada non-existent yeah, Edward misses the chance Furuhashi miles off What he usually is yeah. Roof taken off 
but Morelos in, in moments obviously held the ball yeah. up well. Ryan Kent not as there's a lot of missed passes, a lot of um, you know miscontrol that you don't usually see from Rangers and Celtic players with the quality they've got. But the excitement's still there. I said, and, and I think the, the, the boys said as well, as the game grew into the second half, 10th, you're thinking to yourself, one goal's got to decide this. I know we all had three ones and two twos because of the attacking six that you're talking about, Gordon. You're thinking there's got to be plenty of chances, plenty of goals. But you always had that feeling after 60 minutes, one goal was going to be enough to decide it. How do you feel as a Celtic fan then, John? Do you think, well, there actually wasn't a lot between the sides there, so maybe we can put up a fight this season, or... Are you more pessimistic and think we've lost again And Rangers were You know Struggling due to Covid issues And we did have good spells And yet we still couldn't find a way to win And that doesn't bode well Or did you see anything that, that makes you more optimistic? It's obviously easy for Hugh to jump on and say I'll, you know, I'll be sad all day That's fine But what I mean is Obviously you can see Clearly that I, I think Obviously a point I'd like you to, to have as well Is I think Ange clearly had to play Edward as well as Furashi, I don't think he's been here long enough for them to, to be dropped in a big game like this. But as soon as Furashi was moved into the middle, you've seen the difference. Um, and then also as well, just I think yeah, it's just one. It's just three points. It's very early in the season. Um, but it is a big game to lose. Obviously, heads will be down because we were confident. But the difference being that I can't say that there was a clear command inside today um, for, for there to be that. I mean, if we'd have won, then yeah. The hype would have still been on for new manager, new signings and things like that. But obviously, if Rangers have won today, that's fine. Uh, set piece, you know, we've been torn apart by them mm. over the past few seasons with the with the set pieces from Rangers. But I don't think there was a commanding lead um, today from any of the sides. I think when it comes to these games, they're so frantic that sometimes it can just take one goal to, to totally separate the game. Rangers came off the back of the goal a lot of pressure and like you said the last 10 minutes is when we decided to turn it on um, so yeah I think that's just the way that it's, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a, a lot better season than last because obviously we've got to play them next at home um, with, a, with a full stadium as well and obviously you know the atmosphere that can be like especially Mark um, so yeah that's just mm. the way I see it going Yeah I mean the goal that Celtic lost the, the goal that wins Rangers the game as, as John's talking about we've just seen it again Mark where does it go wrong? How does how is Salander so free? Well, you you're either Zono or your man Martin. I believe Celtic have went man Mark, and and Halander has just he, he stayed out of the play, so he, he's run about the eighteen yard line. So if I'm if I'm charged with picking up Halander, I, I would go straight to him. I would get touch tight to him, get a feel of where he's going. If I give Halander five yards to run on me, and a ball as good as Barisic has mm. put in, I'm always going to be in trouble. Because he's got the run He's got the leap in me I'm backing off You're always going to be in trouble Because you aren't tight enough to him From the first instance And that's what's happened And I think it is Starfield It's, it's quite it's quite difficult congested, to see Because yeah. it's congested But I think the front two in Ralston and Welsh Also get dragged to the ball Which makes it look I think That Starfield has got Golden But only because he's close, uh, closer to him When the, the, the ball hits the back of the net But I think you need to At the first instance Get touch tight him And give yourself the best chance We as a footballing nation When we're analysing anything We like big sweeping statements Ah, it's Celtic and set pieces Celtic concede from set pieces Joe Hart wasn't the goalie last year Carl Starfield wasn't there last year Juranovic wasn't there last year And Ralston didn't play last year And more crucially Ange Postacoglu wasn't there last year So 
Is there maybe a tendency to put too much emphasis on that? Every time Celtic concede a set piece Are people just going to say Ah, see Because they will concede set pieces uh, Because it's football And that's what happens The defence is always described As a work in progress And of course it has to be um, Because Juranovic only came in today uh, For his first ever game for Celtic And Hart wasn't there When the season started Um, It's still though The case that this work in progress Really does need work Because the goal that they lost at Tynecastle uh, to John Souter was it again defensive laxity. They've lost a goal today to defensive laxity. And the bottom line, and I do agree with John that there's still 34 games to go, but the bottom line is they've played four league games and they've lost 50% of them. John, thank you. 0141-951-1025. What did you make of it today? Now's a good time to let us know. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL all here and reacting to the game we just witnessed. The Ibrox Rangers running out 1-0 winners against Celtic. We want to hear from you though to find out what you made of it. So let's bring in Jim, who's a Rangers fan in New South Wales, Australia. My goodness, what time is it there, Jim? Here, Gordon, is uh, 11.30 p.m. Oh, a late night for you, anyway. A happy man, I'm sure. What did you make of the game? I'm absolutely delighted. I've been up since 7 o'clock this morning with the butterflies in my stomach. I've been driving around the town with, with, with the tunes blaring out the windows. Um, and, yeah, I'm delighted. I, I just dread to think we would have harmed the Celtic if we had had our first team on the park. I assume you mean it would have been more convincing, Jim. You think in in, in what way though? I'm interested in that because I, I get the logic, but Leon Balogun was brilliant and Robbie McCrory was brilliant. So how much how much better could they have been? You know how much better could Alan McGregor or James Tavernier have been? I, I'm obviously just poking a little bit of, a bit <laughs> of fun here, Gordon. Yeah, but yeah, we were we were fantastic and. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted. I'm sitting here with my my Australian mate. Uh, we're listening to Clyde One, and he hasn't got a clue what any of you guys are saying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can, I can believe that. For that. Uh, yeah, no, no one in Glasgow's got a clue what we're saying either, Jim and friend. So th- yeah, there's nothing new there. Um, uh, does he get? Does he get the hype? Does he get why you're so worked up about this? Well, he does now. <laughs> I gave him one of my my old Rangers tops and. Uh, I've explained to him the history of the whole thing and everything, and uh, yeah, I'm actually I'm be, I'm based in South Australia, but I'm stuck in New South Wales just now because of the COVID thing, and uh, I'm in Tom Rogic's hometown, oh. believe it or not. So, um, and I've started up a Rangers supporters club in Tom Rogic's hometown. Is it? It's not called the Tom Rogic Rangers supporters <laughs> club, is it? I'm not sure that would work. There's the Ange Postecoglou link, of course. Now, do you think the Rangers, whether the questions were valid or not, Jim is is perhaps neither here nor there now. But people, rightly or wrongly, like I say, were asking questions. Can Rangers hit the same level as last season? Can they play in front of crowds? All the all the usual stuff. Did they answer those today? Well, the playing in front of crowds—that's that's a nonsense. That's that's a myth that's been created by opposition fans and sections of the media. Obviously, the guys can play in front of fans. Obviously, um, but all I would say is, at no point during that game today was I worried that there was 
that Celtic were going to lay a glove on us. Even when Odson Edward had a tap in from five yards that he should have burst the net with? Yeah, he should have burst the net with that. And it looks as if his head's elsewhere, to be honest with you. Um, but even even if he had scored that, I would be confident that we would have come back and finished the game off. Very possibly, Hugh. Who, who knows? I think on hindsight, it, it does look like... One goal was all, was always going to be enough today, yeah. but, but Jim may feel otherwise. That that perhaps isn't important. Rangers have won the game. In his excitement and uh, in his state of joyousness, uh, Jim is getting a wee bit confused. First of all, he said that he was never at any stage bothered, and then he said, "Oh, I, it was a tap in for Edward." No, but he said in the context of the game, he thinks Rangers would have come back to win. Uh, I, I said to you that I didn't think the first goal was necessarily the end of the story. Uh, Rangers got the first goal, and it. You know, it might not have been the end of the story uh, had Celtic been a bit more clinical in the last minutes of the game. And by the same token, if Celtic had scored first, I would have said that Rangers had it in them to get an equaliser. But classic old firm, uh, you've got uh, Celtic supporters who are saying that was a rubbish game anyway. And you've got Jim who said that, that he never concerned at all when, in fact, if you're honest, there were one or two moments of concern. Yeah, I mean Celtic had chances Is is Jim Wright, Gordon Can we now hear the end of this thing about, about crowds It certainly it is mostly opposition fans Who phone in here and say I don't think Rangers can handle it in front of crowds I don't recall too many of the pundits going big on that I know Hugh certainly didn't buy into it And has spoken about it on a few occasions My reply to it Gordon is Then as now If that's the case And Rangers can only play in empty grounds Why did they go out of two cup competitions In empty grounds to St Mirren and St Johnston last season? Did the I can never go as far as to say Does the Covid thing help Because that's that's ludicrous You want Alan McGregor You want James Tavernier But you just wonder sometimes You guys have played When you're faced with adversity Can it allow you to Get a bit of a siege mentality You know the club all really has to come together Balogun has to go in there And, and do the job And and you know, and Gary McAllister, I don't know what his team talk was, but you know, come on, the manager's not here, and the cat. Let's do it for them. That sort of thing can it allow you to build up a well, siege mentality, especially when you're playing in the, the the game that was played today, Gordon. It's against Celtic. You'll get fifty thousand rammed into Ibrox uh, cheering you on of your own supporters. Um, yeah, you can argue. Any team missing big players Rangers probably McGregor would have started Agree Tavernier would have probably started But Balogun get man of the match And McCrory Played terrifically well um, If you look at Flip it over Look at Celtic They needed something To give them a spark today James Forrest has played in this, this game lots of times and, and been a match winner and scored goals and gave, given Celtic something. So as much as you say, OK, the manager wasn't there, Tavernier, the captain, wasn't there, that was still a very strong, talented Rangers side. And they know how to get the job done. They They got the job done today. Even after 45 minutes, you're thinking, if you're a Celtic fan, we've seen this before. We've been... Decent Ibrox playing well. We've missed up a, a chance or two, and then Rangers, knowing how to get the job done, come and eventually get three points, and that's exactly what happened. We do talk a lot about mentality in football, Mark, and obviously we we don't know what, what's going on in in people's heads, and it's one of those that you can't really measure the impact. But what we do know is Rangers are now seven games undefeated in the fixture. They have built up that strength within the fixture that maybe when. 
Celtic are on top a little bit or, or they are creating they, they, they still have a, an inner belief that they're going to go on and win the fixture now Yeah, that looks like that <laughs> I remember only too well the 90s when it was pretty similar to that where Rangers and the, the Walter Smith side that, that often came up against Celtic were not the best side on the day but they always got the job done they always ended up winning the league at the end of the day and that's that's the only thing that really matters Look, it shaped up like that last season. Some of those games, Celtic were good within the games, didn't take their chances, and Rangers were clinical. Today was pretty much the same. Rangers didn't create a lot of chances, if really any, but the one that was put right in the money from Barisic and Helander gets it on, you made mm-hmm. sure to put it in the back of the net. And, and Celtic's the, one or two that were right on the money. Yeah, they, not, they didn't They were weren't clinical converted. enough Yeah. Uh, thank you to Jim and his friend who has no idea what we are saying. Have a good night, gentlemen. Good day. Was that good day? I think you it was should a good have given some of your Australian uh, yeah. partner. No, yeah. no, because we would offend an entire nation if he, <laughs> yeah. if he started that. Mm, that's a fair point. Give him your Natalie. How long did you story. last there again? Three weeks, was it? No, six weeks. It was six it. weeks. All right. Yeah, okay. Six. Sorry. Uh, we are on Twitter as well PR says I think today showed Rangers can play in front of crowds. They have bottle. I can only imagine the disruption this week from the COVID stuff, the travel, the heat from Thursday. We had to use a third choice right back and goalkeeper. Proud. Of the team today And you've always got to spare a thought For divided households On a day like this Hoggy mm-hmm. Boy says Give a shout out to my missus Claire She's delighted I'm gutted Because <laughs> it's Hoggy Boy As in B-H-O-Y 1967 mm, ah. So Divided households There will be a few of them out there um, I'm sure Right Kenny Is a Celtic fan in Renfrew Where did it go wrong Kenny? Um, I think it went wrong from the start When Edward was playing up front To be fair I think what Diogo is such a talented player Through the middle and I don't know why Ange has decided to play Edward up front. For me, that was a big mistake. Disappointed by Abada today. He just seemed to be lost in the whole game. I didn't see Abada go forward attacking well at all. Um, I just felt if the chances that Edward had, that Kyogo would have been in the middle, he'd have took the chances. Um, but all well to Rangers. I thought they pressed us really high. They didn't let us pass from the back. Second half, they started really sharp. Wouldn't let us get out of our box. So all credit to Rangers, well done. But I do think this season is going to be really exciting when Celtic actually and Rangers get going. I do think there's going to be a lot of a really close season, to be fair. But I just I, I don't know why Ange played Edward. He clearly doesn't look like he wants to be at this club. He needs to leave. No. The problem with us is his wages demands, whether clubs and stuff. But I just I, I don't know why Ange keeps playing him up there. I I'd, think I'd, it, played, I'd, I'd have played Christie on the left. I'd have played a bad on the right. I'd have played Kuga through the middle. I'd have had Roderick in midfield. I think it would be a huge difference with a passing game, and and I just I just don't, I just think Christie, uh, sorry Edward, just let us down today. If you game. take if you take Christie's energy away from a central area, Kenny, and, and play Rogic though, which you would do to make way for Kyogo going through the middle, does that not does that not risk the Celtic team being cut open a bit more? No, I don't. I just, I just think Kyogo is such, such an actual forward. The, the, the movement he makes, I just I just think it opens up the play for the rest of the players left and right. Kyogo on the left for me looked lost. He looked lost on the left. Edward in the middle didn't do enough for me. And I just thought we just played our best player on the left hand side. I thought the Rangers defender handled him really well, mm-hmm. but I just thought he was left on the left. If he was through the middle, you seen the second half. Kyogo through the middle, and he was actually creating chances straight away. But, but, he, but he missed them as well Hugh And this is what I talk about For big moments If mm. Edward scores Everyone says yeah. Oh Kyogo on the left And Edward through the middle works But yeah. Edward has the worst finish That he's produced in a long time And it allows you to go with that benefit of hindsight And the other point 
that there is such a thing as confirmation bias. Abada was absolutely anonymous, as Kenny yeah. mentioned. But that's fine, because that happens. But when Edward's poor, it's because his head's not in it and he wants to leave. Uh-huh. Because you decided that months ago. David Turnbull, young player of the year in Scotland, an unbelievable talent, had a very quiet game. It's not because his head's not there and he, and he didn't, you know, and he doesn't want to be there. Is that not an easy thing to level at odds and Edward? I look at the last two games, and if you take them in isolation, Celtic have lost back to back games. They've lost to AZ Altmar and now to Rangers. Abada, and I really am trying to cut him some slack because he's 19, he's younger than two of my grandchildren. Uh, and the problem he has at the moment is that in Alkmaar and at Ibrooks, he wilted under the pressure. He he vanished from sight. He made Kyogo's goal uh, against AZ Alkmaar. And then uh, when the game turned and Celtic were under pressure, he vanished. And he vanished today, very early. Um, I come down on the side of Edward, for me, and it's amateur psychology, and we all indulge in it, Edward, to me, does look distracted. Yeah, but only when he has a bad game, though, then. Yeah, not not when he does well, like he did the other night. That's the point. I, that's the bit I struggle with. My but, my argument about this, this situation, I agree with Kenny. I said, I said yesterday, playing through the I didn't think Edward should play. And I would go down to say that I wouldn't have played him because a lot of the good stuff that Celtic have done under Ange Postacoglu has came with Rogic in the midfield and Kyogo through the middle. They've now, not played Rangers a, yet though. Do you think Rogic yeah, in the middle well, could have, what I was going could to have say, handled it's that? It's a fine balance. We all stood in this, or we did, and says Ange Postacoglu isn't going to change the way he's playing. He's going to go all out. He's not going to put in Sorrow as a defensive midfielder. Well, he obviously has changed. Because he's thought he has to be a wee bit more defensive And that meant Christie coming in Rogic sitting on the bench And Kyogo going left so, Celtic at their best the other night though When Edward came on Has that got into the head of, of the manager? Possibly I thought he changed the game the other yeah. night when he came on But for those first few minutes When Celtic were flying Abada puts it to Kyogo mm. You go that's the right op- that, that's two, the right choice Two ways to look at it man I, I, I totally understand the argument I sat and watched um Against St Mirren last week When Edward played through the middle And it's the first thing I thought of. But After seeing Edward Coming on in uh, Thursday night An impact Listening to the manager I was not surprised He went with him today Gordon But I, I totally take on board The Celtic fans thinking That was a mistake We should have went with Rogic And obviously Fiora has you through the middle Did you I see know. enough Sorry I just want to go back to Kenny Hugh Kenny did you see enough today To tell you that this team can Either win something or push Rangers a bit closer than last season, or, or is he a bit deflated that it's ended in defeat once more? Yeah, I, I think this team are really going to be good to be fair to the season. I really do. When it all gets settled down, I think Edward is going to leave. Hopefully, he's going to leave. I don't want this guy to run his contract down because he's not interested and he's going to be like a almost like a virus towards what I'm just trying to do. For me, every time I see Kyogo through the middle, he's, he's so quick, he's so sharp, he reminds me of Henrik Larson. And I know it sounds strange, he keeps saying Sinsenek in but he's like Henrik Larson. The touch is the, the position of the player. And I think this, this Greek guy they're going to get up front with him is going to help him because you've got big physical player, Kyogo can nip inside outside. It's going to suit Celtic. I, I do think the problem with Celtic is Edward needs to leave. His head's not in the club. He wants to leave. He wanted to leave last season, I think. And I think he should have left. I think we should have should have invested the money in Ivan Tony. We had the opportunity to sign him last season. Look what he's doing for Brentford. Mm. Again, we signed a Yeti, we signed Barkas. 
that amount of money would have contributed to Ivan Tony. But also today, one thing I want to make sure as well, I seen today every time I seen Rangers go forward, Joe Hart's goal, I seen objects getting thrown at Joe Hart. I think that was really disgusting. I think it's Scherzer should have been acting on that. I think that's really bad. I don't know if the guy's seen yeah. that every single time. Well, I mentioned it during the game that if you have a display and Rangers had a big display in the stands before the game trying to create the, the biggest atmosphere they could, if you have a display that involves paper, the fans roll up the paper and they throw it at players. Uh, so I don't think that Joe Hart's uh, was in any physical danger it's just annoying And you had uh, stewards coming on And removing all the, the paper From the penalty area uh, It's just a, a thing that accompanies Displays before the game People roll up the paper And they throw it, it It's unpleasant uh, But as I say it, Joe Hart was never in any physical danger Yeah Gordon does that fall into that category Of if you're given the choice You prefer it doesn't happen but, but given some of the stuff we need to put up with, it's it's not that big a deal, is that? Yeah, but like you I say, pre- I, I, yeah, I assume that it probably it, shouldn't happen. But yeah. it's you prefer it wouldn't happen. Is that a huge issue? It's not a huge issue, um, but you prefer it wouldn't happen. That's okay, Kenny made some interesting points about should Kyogo have started through the middle. Does Ange Postecoglou regret it? Well, we'll find out next. After they play. You have your say 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale are here We're here until 4 o'clock So there is still loads of time to get your thoughts in On what you witnessed at Ibrox Were you there? You can pick up the phone and let us know what it was like to actually be at the game If you're watching at home What did you make of it? Let us know on the phones or on Twitter Let's hear a bit from... Ange Postacoglu, shall we? Lots of debate in the previous caller about should Celtic have started him through the middle and so on. Uh, Kyogo, of course, I'm talking about. This is what the Celtic manager had to say on uh, a number of topics. Yeah, disappointing, obviously. Um, tight game. Um, sort of typical derby game. Not a lot of chances, not a lot of open spaces. Um, you know, first goal was always going to be important. And, you know, we didn't take our opportunity when we had it and uh, paid the price. You've been here, I suppose, long enough now to know that the reaction after games like this will be big. I know you said earlier in the week that it is only August, but what would you say to the fans? Well, it depends. I mean, the reaction could be big from people other than their fans, but, you know, in terms of our fans, um, yeah, we're disappointed we let them down today, but um, I think they see what we're trying to build and, you know, what we're trying to create here. And, um it's not going to be done in a month, that's for sure. But you know, I think there's been some positive signs over the last few weeks. Um, just disappointing today, we won't be able to, to capitalise on it. A, d- a debut for Joseph today as well. How do you feel he did? Yeah, it did okay. Look, it's been that sort of month where we're throwing guys in, um, you know, and he got thrown in today. And you know, he's obviously not a left back; he's a right back. But I thought with his experience, he could handle it okay. And I thought he did okay. And, and you know, um, that experience I think will, will will help him sort of adjust quicker. I don't think there was any sort of team that held too much dominance at any time. There wasn't a lot of chances for both sides. We probably had the better of them, you know, in terms of clear-cut ones. And But, yeah, I thought the players handled it OK. As I said, in, you know, derby games are never going to be, particularly in this kind of circumstance, where it's the first one where the fans are back in. And, you know, it's going to be a tight game. And as I said, that first goal is going to be critical. Did he learn anything today or... Or was the game tight enough and des- des- decided by fine margins where y- you can't draw that many conclusions? What, what did he learn? For me, 
you know, part of the problem is Andrew's still talking about players coming in before the Tuesday transfer deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd already lost at Tynecastle before Joe Hart got in. Uh, Liam Scales came in from Shamrock Rovers, but not in time to play in this game. And you know that that's been the story. Juranovic came in and not in time to play against AZ Alkmaar, and now it's it's working things out on the hoof. And the th- the story is so far they've gone out the Champions League, they're in the Europa League, but they're in a very tough group. And they've played four domestic league games and they've lost two of them. So trying to assimilate players on the hoof is a is a hard job for Ange Postacoglu. I think he's right there, Hugh, when he said, look, it's only a month. And I don't think he's a kind of guy that's making excuses. Plus the fact, see if you look at, everyone talks about his style of football, you know, the attacking football. But the biggest thing we were talking about two weeks ago was the fullback situation. The fact that they come in the pitch. Andy Halliday, who played for Hearts against Celtic, said how hard it was to combat that. Um, today, he couldn't get that in his, his style mm-hmm. of football because of the situation with the fullbacks. Because Joran Rich just come in, he's, he's not had time to work with them. So, this guy's been a month down the line. It will take time, there's no doubt. Are they disappointed at losing the game? Course, are Rangers delighted, but it'll take time for him to rebuild it. Frank is a Celtic fan on the line. How did you feel after that today, Frank? Uh, I'm actually very proud. Uh, I hope only gives me the same airtime he gives these Ranger supporters. Well, we've got about three, three and a half, four minutes to the next break, Frank, and even I don't have the power to move them. So just crack on with your point. Right, well, I thought my team were excellent. I, I thought we were outstanding the first half. I thought we do- totally dominated the game. We were unlucky to lose. We lost that. They, they never get in behind us once. We're dodgy defence, apparently. Never get in behind us once. They scored a, a, a goal for a set piece. But apart from that, I thought we were excellent. If Edward takes his chance, it's a different game. And I think uh, if, if we'd a lo- we lost at Tanad, uh, sorry, we lost at Tidecastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're, we're enemies in the press. We're hoping and praying it'd be six or nine points today. But it's only three, so it's not. It's just a setback. It's right. nothing to worry about. Yeah, and maybe not. I mean, you, you may well be right. I've no idea what happens from here. Um, and there were elements, I'm sure, of the this performance that your fellow Celtic fans would have loved. But to lose two games already. For it to be Rangers' seventh game head-to-head unbeaten in the fixture, is, is there no room for any disappointment in, in there for you? Mostly disappointed to lose the game. Disappointed to lose the, the, the goal set piece. I didn't think we deserved to lose the game. I thought we were, I thought we were, I didn't see, I'm not saying we deserved to win, but certainly didn't deserve to lose. Uh, and can I make another point? Other point? People sometimes say uh, the, the atmosphere was a great atmosphere. The atmosphere was poisonous. Poison. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't no, really no, know for sure. Frank, we're I'm in quite a far away where we see pictures from Ibrooks, but we haven't heard any sound whatsoever. So uh, that we cannot comment on. Um, but your point about Celtic did not deserve to lose. Uh, if you don't take your chances, as Ange Postacoglu said in an interview there, uh, Celtic did not take their chances and. Uh, the first goal was important and Celtic lost that goal. So sometimes you have to bite the bullet and say that uh, there, there is work needing to be done. Just wonder though, Frank, I mean, Celtic as a club, you know far more than me, have won so much and even in the last few years and with that comes high standards, high expectation levels. 
How are we at a stage where you as a Celtic fan are proud of the team after they lose a game to Rangers? Well, because consider where we were last season. Last season they didn't try a leg. At least they're seeing that they're playing a lot better. Quite similar though in the sense, I mean Rangers had, Celtic had moments against Rangers last season but ultimately couldn't beat them. And it's kind of what happened today. I thought we played them off the park today, especially the first half. Uh, we just we're, we're just didn't take our chances. Edward shouldn't have played. I agree with the last caller. Um, Kyogo should have played through the middle. Frank, in terms of they played Rangers off the park, well, you have to take the full game into context. For forty-five minutes, we I think all agreed in the studio that Celtic, you know, were the better team, better in possession, created the the clear-cut chance. But you've got to agree that Rangers came out and kind of pinned Celtic in for the the first portion of that second half. They got their goal when they were on top. They didn't look troubled up until Kyogo then went through the middle until the last 10 minutes. So as good as Celtic were in patches in that first half, the start of the second half, they were they, they were backs against the wall for a lot. Although Rangers didn't create any clear cut, but Celtic were a different side in the second half. They didn't pass Rangers off the pitch the second half. They found themselves a wee bit lost for the majority of that second half and they regained a wee bit of momentum in the last 10 minutes but it was far from you know a, a full 90 minute performance from Celtic that's for sure Yeah I, I don't agree with the playing off the pitch I thought Celtic played uh, played well in the first half Gordon um, you look at the chances created Edward had that one that we were highlighting about the miss then you look at Kent uh, unlucky when he comes in his right foot and hits the post I thought Celtic started the games I say very well they looked sharp um, it, apart from that didn't create a lot same in the second half Rangers had the better of the possession didn't create a lot but when it comes down to the the, the, the one set play that mattered Rangers punished Celtic and that was the difference You still sound Frank like you're very optimistic about the season ahead despite that defeat Oh, absolutely. I mean, we'll get, we'll get a, a couple of players in and we'll, we'll, we'll improve. We'll get better. Well, we'll stay in touch, I'm sure. That was Frank on the line 01419511025. Plenty more reaction to come from Ibrooks and more importantly, more reaction to come from you. Give us a call. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 01419511025. Hugh Keebans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL All in the studio And all waiting for you to get in touch With your post-match reaction To Rangers beating Celtic By a goal to nil At Ibrox Let's hear from Gary McAllister Stepping in to the, the shoes If you like of Stephen Gerrard Who is not at the game today Clearly happy with the outcome Spoke about the fans About Leon Balligan Robbie McCrory Stephen Gerrard Amongst other things Fantastically pleasing uh, It's been a very strange Three or four days Players playing with injury today, no idea what who was available, you know, right up to this morning. You know, COVID and close contact protocols. But you seen to you seen a club coming together today. And wow, the fans were the fans were outstanding. I thought from one through to eleven we were outstanding, but if I was to hit to pick one, Leon was out was was superb. I thought he dealt with this side of the pitch very well. I think he joined in when he could, but his defensive display shows why we brought him here. He's somebody capable of playing in two or three different positions and I thought he stood out today. It was a proper man's performance. I've well, spoken about Robbie quite a bit this season, you know, with, within the club. You know, we've, we've seen a, a big change in, in this young man. I've seen a, a maturity around his, his, his demeanour at the training ground. He's more talkative, he's joining in. I think he feels he belongs now. I think last season getting to Libby was so valuable for him. 
and he's and, and he's growing and growing, and he looks an impressive figure when you see him in the goal. A lot's been thrown at us in the last uh, two or three games. Uh, I thought we were more recognisable today. So a massive boost in confidence. And, and today, when everybody comes together, uh, the players must have enjoyed that today. You know, we've spoke to him prior to the game. Uh, we, we had some feedback from the, the guys he was in contact with, and, and after the game, we've just we've just spoke to him there. He's he's delighted. So he was delighted, Stephen Gerrard, according to Gary McAllister, Gregor in Stirling as a Rangers fan. Where are you delighted? Hi, uh, that's me just home from the game. Uh, fantastic atmosphere, Frank. It certainly wasn't poisonous, I can assure you of that. Um, but you know. To me, that's as one-sided a game as I've ever seen in, in our favour. Battered them. Seriously? From start to finish. Yeah, battered them. And the thing is... No, you hold on a minute, Gregor. You, you, I wonder if you're doing... I know it's good to, to sort of be happy and gloat about a win, but that is doing a serious disservice to previous Rangers teams, is it not? That's as one-sided a game as you've seen. In, in, in a long time. Well, the, the Rangers won the, pre, the last... The, literally the last meeting between the sides, Rangers won it 4-1. Mm-hmm, yep. Well, you know... To me there, you know, if you watch the Celtic game, what did you see? I saw them, uh, I mean, if, if uh, to believe the BBC Scotland website there, apparently Celtic had 66% of possession. Right. Which is absolutely, frankly, that's ridiculous. What do you However, mean? It is, yeah. <laughs> do you mean you don't believe that? No, well, it's, that's just ridiculous. All they did was go side to side and try to find Kyogo. Well, but see, this, this is the point, Greg. I'm not saying Celtic were brilliant. Not far from it. You're now, you know, Celtic lost the game. Rangers won it in, in, in great and good on Rangers. But it wasn't the most one-sided game you've seen. Come on. Uh, Kyogo found out you don't get to play St Mirren every week. Sometimes you have to play Rangers. And he was up against, what, a centre-half, makeshift right-back, playing, and, and mm. you know, and every time he, he came up against them, couldn't get past them. Had to check up, had to go inside, find another man. And this is a guy we've been raving about for weeks and weeks and weeks. He's going to be the new this, the new that, or the new the next thing. But again, I think that's why Mark Wilson and Gordon DL said Leon Balogun was was man of the match, that they're full of praise for Rangers. But l- let's revisit it, because it's a strong statement. That seriously was the most one-sided old firm game you've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Battered them. <laughs> Gregor, I think. Gregor, you need to take off the, the blue-tinted specs here. And listen, it's a good day for Rangers fans, and you're right to go. But it's a nonsense statement. Rangers, I think... Rolled up their sleeves And dug in at times Celtic were by far the better team In the first half And should have been ahead Rangers were the better team For a large portion of that second half There's no doubt about it And they scored their goal winning top It would by no stretch of the imagination Did Rangers batter Celtic Or did Celtic batter Rangers We've just said that there to Frank uh, The Celtic fan who, who said the opposite from you I struggle to, to see where you're coming from With that one Martin, you know what it was like? I see if you put red shirts on, it was like watching Derek McInnes' Aberdeen. That's what Celtic looked like today, side to side. Do you think they ever had 66% possession at Ibrox, Derek McInnes' Aberdeen? Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you think Derek McInnes' Aberdeen ever had 66% possession at Ibrox? Uh, not a chance. But that's all they did though today, was go side to side and try and find Kyogo. I mean, that's patently, patently not true. But but this, the, say, this is weird though, because this has now turned into... We are not here to make out that Celtic were good, but uh-huh. that there's a big there's a big gap between Celtic being good and that was the most one sided performance I've seen. And we battered them. I said to you on Friday night on the program, there's a Friday night syndrome before Rangers play Celtic, and that is when you get uh, Rangers fans coming on saying we will wreak havoc, and I am quoting directly from a fan on Friday night, and you get Celtic supporters calling in to say that they will do this, that, and the other. 
There's another syndrome And Gregor suffers from it here Where He's been to the game He's hyper And he feels the need To belittle The club who have lost But If you're going to belittle them Have some factual evidence To back it up Uh, Gregor disputes Statistics He disputes Any counter argument And He says that Rangers Battered Celtic Transparently Untrue Well I was there You know I was there I watched the great white Hope from Out far east there uh, uh, get, Get schooled today See now you've now you've decided to pick on Furuhashi. But this is the thing. We're now talking about different things. Rangers were Rangers won the game, Gordon, mm. and no one's taken that away. And and Balogun was brilliant, and McCrory was brilliant. But we've now got embroiled in, in in a different debate, and people then put words in your mouth and act as if we are saying Celtic were wonderful. They weren't. But it's a disservice to Rangers. Rangers have genuinely battered Celtic in the past. Mm-hmm. So to say that that today was better than those is unfair on those teams that have genuinely done it before. Yeah, I think that was a, a sweet result for Rangers today because I do agree. I thought possession wise, Celtic were better in the first half. Gordon uh, Gregor saying Celtic went side to side. Well. Uh, Furahashi was through at least two, three times, one, one with goalkeeper. Edwards missed a guilt edge chance. Rangers got the job done with the set play. Apart from that, Kent hits the post. You don't really, I can't really think of another, you know, golden chance for Rangers. So that's is, not batter Celtic. Of course it's not. And But Rangers do deserve immense credit because we know that we 100%. know the story. Robbie McCrory had to play, Leon Balligan had to play, Stephen Gerrard wasn't there, James Tavenier, Nathan Patterson, and so on. They've kept a clean sheet again, they've won again, it's seven unbeaten. So that is all brilliant and well done to them, but that doesn't mean it was a battering. No. With no. The, listen, I, I touched on that there. Rangers rolled up their sleeves when the game was difficult and, and got through that portion of it. And Gary McAllister. Recognised that He says it was a club Coming together Off the field And on the field Where guys had to dig in And they saw themselves Through that Then Gary McAllister Obviously comes into play At half time Where he chats to them He may have changed A few things He may have had A few stern words With his players Because he certainly Got a reaction In the centre half uh, In the second half And then after that They were a much better Side There is no doubt about that It wasn't a barn But Rangers have found Another way of winning these games You're right Gordon To, to reference the last game That was a barn You know Everybody wanted on the ball Everybody was happy It was a sunny day at Ibrox Those games are great to play in Today was about hard work And seeing things see a, through see And bad, getting out the other see side a bad term, I think everybody will agree Balogun probably man of match Right not a midfield player or a front man get man a match, so it can't couldn't have been that much a battering. This is right just back. weird. The, the, the whole conversation's now it's gone too far because it now sounds like you're trying to belittle Rangers, which is not what this is about. But if if that is as good as Gregor has seen, I feel sorry for the team, the, the Rangers teams that have. Performed really well in the fixture before. I think yeah, he's that's... doing them a disservice, of course. It's... Thank you, Gregor and Sterling. Let's bring in Brian, who's a Celtic fan. Brian. Can you hear us, Brian? Hi, sorry. Take it away. How did you feel that went? Where did Hi, it go sorry. wrong? Uh, I it's uh, first time being sorry. First time in the show, sorry. Great to have you. What did you make of it today? Um, I thought, um, first half, it was obviously a, a very crazy game. Um, it's always, always has been all fun for me. Um, I thought, Ed, I thought Edward missed an absolute sitter. Kind of at the post. Uh, the second half, I don't think we actually, I don't think we actually started in the second half at all for me. What do you um, think that was down to? 
Uh, I just thought that um, I think Kiego. I don't know why. I don't know why he's on the left wing for me. Um, I think he's a natural striker for me. Um, he's always the matter. Um, obviously, after the matter goals he scored in, in on a striker role. Um, but he's um, sorry. No, I get that. I think listen. Let's play a bit from the manager because he's addressed that, Brian. Um, he was asked about. Kyogo and other things He goes on to talk James Forrest in transfers But there is a bit on Kyogo here At the beginning A bit disappointed to lose any goals And you know I mean I don't think Set piece are any difference Or anything else You know It's all it's still about You know uh, I guess being organised But to be fair It was a well hit corner It was a great header And uh, that's what I mean You know the, the, There's moments in games You know We had a couple of great chances After that as well So you know It's it's In tight games Derby games um, You've got to take those moments Because I just felt The game would open up And, and I thought you know, um, Tommy would would give us a little bit of a spark, and I just I just thought Kyogo would be much more of a threat down the middle. To be honest, I probably should have started there um, to begin with, but you know, obviously with Forrest out and a little bit short on the wide areas at the moment, um, you know, um, I had to sort of start with him out on the left. Uh, but you know, I knew with his speed, uh, getting Kyogo in the middle was going to cause them problems, um, and um, yeah, that was the main reason. I just thought. As I said, it was prior to them scoring a goal. Obviously, that changed things again. Pretty happy to get to the end of the window, to be fair, and know who's here and who's not. Um, it's, it's been hugely a challenging period, there's no doubt about that, with, with players coming in, uh, as I said, we've been throwing them in, and uh, uncertainty about who who's going to stay. Um, it was always going to be a challenging month for us, so yeah, I'll be happy to get to, to Tuesday and, and, and know that you know the players we've got in the building are the ones that are committed to us. Who's James Forrest? Yeah, he was close, to be honest. We, we, we had him in the squad, but he trained yesterday and he just, this morning, he just didn't feel 100%. And it's a long season. We didn't want to unnecessarily throw him in there. So, um, yeah, we, I was hopeful. I said, uh, as of this morning, he was still in the squad, but we had to pull him out. There you go, Brian. It sounds like the manager agrees with you. He said maybe I should have started, perhaps should have started Kyogo through the middle. Do you think that would have made a difference? Yeah, it would. I think, I think it was, I think it was uh, uh, ice on that left thing. Last time, sorry. Um, I think Edward and it was just for me, just as a learning at all. He uh, missed an absolute sitter in that first half. I think I always would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I thought um, I just literally it was, it was just a. a yeah, I suppose he, he was up against it because again, Balogun marshaled them very well. You two major bullet points there, in what Ange Postecoglou had to say. It's not often that a manager in the immediate aftermath of an old firm game will confess to having made a mistake. But Ange Postacoglu has done that when he said I should have started with Furuhashi through the middle. So that's a major admission from Ange Postacoglu. The other one where he spoke about the transfer window and it being over on Tuesday and he would know then who was committed to mm-hmm. us yep. that, that, that was, was his quote it jumped out, who didn't is it? committed to us I will hazard a guess and speculate that he's talking about Odson Edward uh, or perhaps Ryan Christie who as everyone knows uh, might not be averse to a move from Celtic uh, so those are the two major talking points for me out of what Ange Postacoglu has had to say And for me The debate If Edward stays The debate over Do you lose effectiveness From Furuhashi If he plays out wide Yes you do It's fine it's, Sorry Mara It's fine lines When you talk about 
And it's great I love hearing Postacoglu I think he's very honest Speaks for the heart He doesn't shy away From questions Gordon I think he's great For the press And the public And the, his fans To hear the truth But You look at it Fine lines If Edward puts that ball in The back of net For Furahashi On the left hand side You say it's a masterstroke You know And it was only When Edward went off In the last 10-15 minutes Furahashi started Getting that in behind and I kept going back to But he's now saying himself though That yeah, he, he almost regrets the decision But, but so. I, get, I get back to it And what I said about Everybody was looking at What Rangers were losing I thought for Celtic today James Forrest was a massive loss Do you think he would have started? Yes Are you sure? Yes because I don't think James Forrest would have started And Postacoglu likes Leila Badai's His no, signing what, what he plays him what I, think, what I think he would have done Was he'd have went the Abada and Forrest wide and he'd have put Christian where he is, right, for a three. Ah, okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. I think that's what he would have went with. And I thought that would have given him the the width and the pace that he needed. And I do think Forrest was a decision maker on Edward starting. The Kyogo one uh, is the main one. Because, yeah, you've you've got your manager coming out now and, and saying, you know, I probably made a mistake. I was surprised. When I read the papers this morning, you see the big headline, you know, one for the road or whatever it was, the headline for Edward. You know, give us one performance. I was surprised just because what Celtic have built with Kyogo through the middle, the goals he scored through the middle, is Celtic's, you know, most prominent attacking player at the minute, you know, and you've got your reward from him in previous weeks. So why would you take that away? Why would you, you know, ship him out to the left where he isn't an out and out winger like Forrest who's going to stand up bargain and run him? He's always going to come inside. So I always thought you were losing a bit from that, and that was a gamble. Ange Postacoglu really going for the jugular today with putting Kyogo through that middle and opening up his midfield a bit with Rogic or going at slightly more defensive. Not much more defensive, but slightly. And, you know, it's backfired this afternoon when Edward misses a chance. Brian, did anything you saw today worry you about the future or are you still confident that Celtic can get this right? I mean, I think it's only three games. It's only uh, four games in, sorry. Um I think um, I think after um, that performance, I thought we've still got potential going into the next season. I thought Kyogo, obviously, I agree with what you're saying, obviously, about Kyogo. I think we need to get him in front because he, a lot of Rangers fans will say, oh, he's only scoring tapping. But um, he's he's there. He's actually getting because doesn't actually um, get into the back, obviously, getting them back in the net. Um, I thought on the left. I thought that was just a no-no for me. I just didn't. I didn't agree with it at all. The only thing is, though, Hugh, you, you still need to get the moments right because Kyogo was eventually put through the middle, and everyone's right. I mean, look, he got chances. Uh-huh. He didn't take them. Yeah. So, you know, there are no guarantees in football, and we keep coming back to these. Call it what you want. Fine margins, big moments. Yeah. Kyogo got chances when he went through the middle, and didn't score them. He. Tried to lift one over Robbie McCrory Which was a good save He then tried to Fire one in the bottom corner Again good save But maybe that get in his head And then the third one was He squared it He squared it When he shouldn't have So Again based on what Ange Postacoglu said They need to get the Edward thing sorted out Because I think One of the earlier callers A Celtic fan said If he Is allowed to run down his contract um, If He was the one that Ange Postacoglu was talking about Postacoglu used the word Committed who is committed mm, to us So uh, they have to get that situation sorted out by Tuesday I, I just think that the bottom line And I accept what you say That he had chances today and did not take them The bottom line is When this guy is through the middle When he's the main man The goals come But not today
but not today. And okay. it, you know, no one scores every week. Even mm. even Henrik didn't score every week. Uh, thank you, Brian. It was nice to speak to you. Let's bring in John, who's a Rangers fan in East Kilbride and a happy Rangers fan, I would imagine. John, what pleased you most? Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks. Time caller. Good to yeah, have you. Good. How are you I feeling? Good to call you. Hi. Yeah, no, I was just pleased. There was a big, a big talk all week and probably a week's building up to the game about their number eight and Ange Ball and all this, such and such. So it's, it's been a good week. Mm-hmm. We, we were neat. We're, we're Probably second gear Celtic were in their fifth gear We're still Second gear Still speeding uh, That was the best We took it And we we beat them 1-0 So I'm happy with that eh? Yeah I would imagine so and, and John is right That's what's so That's what's Unforgiving about this football landscape Celtic fans were very confident Mark They were yeah. very confident Certainly going forward Some had concerns going back the way But they were very confident that As John calls it It's just a nickname And it's easier than Explaining exactly what the, the style is Every time Ange ball right It's just one of those phrases I didn't see it today Really I didn't see it in full flow I mean we certainly saw Glimpses of how Postacoglu wants his team to play we In terms of the, getting didn't out didn't see these You know inverted fullbacks And all that we didn't, There was lots see, of it well, we didn't see No no Not not uh, the majority of times But getting the ball out And playing at the back We saw glimpses of that In the first half And we saw Glimpses of how he wants to Spread his wide guys And the but it didn't come to anything, and that's the big, the big point. And in terms of Rangers, I, I would agree with John. You know, Rangers are at a point just now in the season where they uh, once again they got the job done. You know, they they rolled up their sleeves and they got the goal and they've got the three points. But I think Rangers fans would agree they've not been at their sparkling do, best do at you all. Think you and at they the, weren't today. Do you either. think you look to Rangers, Mark, um, because the fullback situation is Gordon touched on. We, we we spoke about it earlier. He used that every game and it was successful. He didn't use that today. Do you think it was because of the opposition or do you think it was the fact that the full-backs were changed? Well, we chatted about it during the show. Juranovic to come in um, a week or so or 10 days or so and try to pick that up. That's that's incredibly difficult to do. Right. But on that logic then, because Juranovic has come in, he's then turned to Anthony Ralston and said, see, everything I've told you to do so far this season, don't, don't do, do it. it. That seems equally unlikely. You need to be balanced, though, yeah, Gordon. Yeah, you can't that's... just get one full back to do it and the other not. Yeah, but that's but why what I... I'm saying is, what's more of an ask? Yeah. To get Juranovic yeah. to just like, and come Ralston, inside the... Yeah, I so, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not sure it's as, as straightforward. But anyway, John, who was your man of the match today? Uh, well, to be fair, like, obviously, me and my pals, I've, I've always had a big... I've, be a big James Tavernier fan so he was a big miss but I thought Balogun was superb at right back today absolute excellent and were, uh, you, were you one of them that did you, did you doubt him a little bit perhaps when you saw his name on the team sheet to be fair on th- after Thursday I doubted him well not to be fair I didn't doubt him sorry a Patterson at right back wouldn't have been an issue but a Barisic left back I feel was a bit of a was a bit of an issue again there's two full bags today Bar- Barisic was obviously got the assist for the goal and uh, Balogun who was Obviously a centre back playing right back was absolutely superb, so hats off to him. Um so yeah, as I was saying, like they've spent fifteen million. All this talk about we've not spent anything in the transfer window really. They've spent fifteen million trying to catch us. All this talk about Ange ball, they've not really played anybody. And then they come up against the champions and they lose one 0 at home. Do you know what I mean? So I I'm happy with that. I know what you mean. John, thank you. O one four one nine five one one oh two five Two words. Bragging. Right. Say that again, sorry I missed that. Two words to describe the call And justifiably so 
Bragging Right Thank you to John In East Kilbride It is 01419511025 uh, As you saw today Live football is very much back A bumper crowd At Ibrook So here at Super Scoreboard We want to make sure That you can get in on the action So we've teamed up With Glenn's Vodka The official spirit Of the SPFL And we're going to give you The chance to win All next week on the show You could get Two match tickets To the game of your choice Right across the SPFL And you'll even throw in £100 cash to make sure you don't miss out on your halftime snacks as well Head to Clyde1.com to register right now And then make sure you're listening Because you could win your way to live Scottish football tomorrow And all next week, 6 until 8 That's with Glenn's Vodka Bringing the matchday mates back together Please drink responsibly After the action, it's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde1 Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 on the phones It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter That was just your first instalment of this afternoon The Rangers against Celtic at noon We've got two other big games in the Premiership this afternoon as well Aberdeen Ross County and St Mirren St Johnston Both underway, both approaching the half hour mark And both goalless Um Big games though You have to say Yeah particularly for Aberdeen I would suggest Yeah um, Because the month of August Has not been a good look For them They've gone out To Wraith Rovers In the Premier Sports Cup uh, I do appreciate That Carabag Might have a better budget Than Aberdeen But the margin Of the loss To Carabag At Pataudry By 3-1 to one, uh, Is a worry Aberdeen last made it To the Group stage Of the Europa League 14 years ago for a club who would like to think of themselves as the third biggest in the country, must do better. I think it's a big game for St Mirren this afternoon, sitting down there in 11th. Uh, watched them last week. I know Jim Goodwin wasn't there uh, back in the dugout this afternoon. Um, not one again, one point, Gordon. A lot of uh, things are expected of St Mirren with the transfer uh, market, um, the way they've went in there and obviously strengthened their squad. And Jim's got a lot of pat in the back, pats in the back. They caved in against Celtic. Um, so I think they need to look to bounce back. And I think St Mirren fans will be looking for a three points against a very good St Johnston side. It's 2021, Hugh Keevan. So a manager not being at a game doesn't prevent you getting his thoughts. Stephen Gerrard has. Taken to That's the phrase isn't ah. it you don't, Do you ever use that In any other context You know it's always like A player has taken to Instagram Or taken uh-huh. to Twitter Stephen Gerrard has taken to Instagram To say Today we showed our spirit And unity After a challenging week Players, staff and supporters Deserve this victory On to the next challenge Stay safe And then a wee bear emoji And then an S As in stay safe bears If, if you've had the problems That take away your two First choice goalkeepers Uh Take away your captain And you also go to uh, Armenia And it's a long journey And the conditions are trying With water breaks and all the rest of it And granted Rangers did not play well They, they, they were bang average uh, In Armenia But the, the long journey back And they've had the uncertainty About team selection So all in all Yes, today has been a terrific day for them uh, out of a, a keenly contested game They finally pulled themselves together In the second half And they dominated So if you get out of That spell of travel Sickness Injury Uncertainty about team selection And you win an old firm game You've had a good day uh, Let's bring in Martin Who's a Rangers fan And find out how good a day he's having Hi Martin 
Hi guys, how are you? Not bad at all. How are you, more importantly? Um, I'm, I'm fantastic. It's a, a great day. But, um, it's a long way, a long season. Um, but I'm happy for today and I'll enjoy it. And look forward to the next game after the international break. Um, a couple of points today. Uh, one is, obviously, Balogun. Fantastic. Um, I must admit, when I've seen the team sheet, I was a bit nervous. I think I've seen him play a couple of times when I was in that position. I think once was in Europe. I didn't have the greatest of games. Um, and I was a bit nervous, but somehow it worked out for the best, even with Tavernier and Patterson missing. I feel like he was the only one that would have played in that position and put that kind of performance. I believe as much as I love Tavernier, I think he would have struggled um, in that position today. Um, I think the unsung hero of the day was Davis. Um, he played the full 90 minutes at 37, 38 years old and was busting a gut, closing down, cutting passing lines. That guy put in some shifts. I think he would have been unnoticed there. Although I did notice that Kent, again, for me, is falling below par. He struggled again today. And I'm annoyed with that because he normally rises to the old firm games. And today, I was very deflated with him today. Yeah, we said that earlier, but on both sides there weren't really many attacking players who you would say had brilliant games. Morelos d- did obviously a good job and he came in and, and linked the ball up well and, and held it up. But in terms of sort of free-flowing attacking, that wasn't what it was about. Balogun was man of the match. McCrory did very, very well. Martin saying Stephen Davis was defying his age by growing into the game and almost mm. got, got better as it went on. Well, I did notice at the end of the game he was chasing and, mm. and putting in a few tackles, Gordon. And I did say a lot because, you know, he's at the at that age of 37 years of age, uh, but he's still fit. He's still um, a leader in there. He's still a terrific player. Did he have his best game? No. I thought in the first half, the Rangers midfield really struggled to get a grip of the game. But second half, they started dominating that area. Uh, and obviously, Davis is a quality player. I think everybody's right I think Balogun I think we all sort of I thought Oh this could go anyway Because he has played there before And it's not his best position But um, I thought he was terrific well, and, and I'll keep going back to it Special mention I know you can look back and say Well he's played 100 games A goalkeeper I thought today Third choice as well mm-hmm. Thought excellent Such is the nature of football Balogun comes in And replaces Hellander Against Malmo at Ibrooks. And after a loss to Malmo and uh, the end of Rangers Champions League aspirations, the fans then say, well, that's a mistake on Steven Gerrard's part. He picked the wrong guy there. Left out the wrong guy and put in the wrong guy. Now, today, at the end of an old firm derby, Balogun, man of the match. Such is the nature of football. Just quickly, before we bring Martin back in, Aberdeen nil, Ross County 1. Well, what did I say? What did I say? Regan Charles Cook hitting the loose ball across the keeper into the back of the net. A calm and composed finish. Mm. Mm. They'll be restless at Pataudry because they had a magnificent crowd midweek and they were well beaten by the Azerbaijanis. Uh, but if Ross County wander into Pataudry and get all three points, there will be rumblings. Martin, what do you take away from today? Does this do anything for your confidence overall about the season and, and showing that Rangers are still the dominant side? I mean, I think we've heard it all on, on the phones today so far. We've had fellow fans of yours saying that it was the most one-sided game they've seen and Rangers battered Celtic and all, all this sort of stuff. And how do you feel about the, the bigger picture? Uh, well, first and foremost, no, we didn't bar Celtic and and as Mark said, Celtic didn't bar. I was, it was quite 50-50 for most parts. Um, 
I don't know where I am after this game in terms of a conference. There's always been beforehand a bit just about backbuster and just getting over the line again today was just about getting over the line. Um, I'm still confident that we can go on and win the league this season, but I certainly don't think it's going to be anywhere near a gap as it was last season. I think this could go down to the last couple of games and the old firm games as usual may be the deciding factor. Um, there are some players still yet to raise a few levels, um, but there's positive signs there, but at the same time there's a lot of work to be done. We are the best and worst amateur psychologists in the world. I've seen it pointed out in social media that Borna Barisic was looking emotional at full time and was sort of thanking fans and that sort of thing and people are looking at that Hugh and saying does that mean he's going to leave before Tuesday he maybe was just feeling emotional I don't oh. know um, we will find out I actually think Tuesday could be a bit lively on the, the last day of the transfer window and it's normally a damp squib up here there's lots going on down south but we have a much quieter time of it Celtic have one or two situations to sort out most notably Edward and arguably Ryan Christie. Uh, I go back to that word again. Ange Postacoglu mentioned players who are committed to us. Therefore, to his way of thinking, not all are committed. He got his point mm-hmm. across in a far more sedate way than Neil Lennon a year ago, who just ripped the dressing room apart uh, after a bad result, uh, talking about players who didn't want to be there. Uh, and Rangers Rangers have to establish And want to establish A player trade model Where of course they bring people in But they are obliged to try and make money on players At the same time So I actually think that Tuesday could get a bit lively Martin enjoy the rest of your evening That was Martin from the Rangers perspective What about Paul from the Celtic side of things How did you see that one today Paul? <laughs> uh, yeah I thought it was uh, fine margins Gordon Uh I still think Hugh's been terribly, terribly hard on Ange Postacoglu and, and the, the, the progress that he's made. Uh, but, you know, still again, by all accounts, it was Welsh that was at, at fault for the goal. Mm. Um, I'm glad it wasn't Starfield because I thought he had his best game in a, a Celtic jersey. But for, uh, for Rangers to be... I mean, Gary McAllister said before the game... Uh, that they were going to take the game to Celtic. It was reminiscent of an old Walter Smith smashing grab, you know. So how, you know, if, if that's just sort of reigning champions and, and how they're going to perform, I get that they had a few people out, uh, but to my mind, uh, Aribo, uh, Kamara, and Davis were absolutely anonymous for for a lot of the game, and Davis did come in and, and, and pick the pocket, which is my main point. I thought that Callum McGregor tired. Very badly, um, and I've saw that now in a few games. I don't know if the the, the, the sort of uh, the, the 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 captain's armband weighing on him. Um, I don't know what you thought about that, Mark Wilson. He, he certainly had a better first half than second half, but you could say that for a lot of his, his teammates. And I thought um, Rangers, the way they came out in the second half, had a lot to do with that. Davis and Aribo and Kamara were certainly better. The the captain's armband. Oh, listen. I will have a weight in him He does have a responsibility To drag his teammates through um, But I still believe he's he's the right man um, He's went from season to season Playing a lot of games But I just can't see him being tired um, At this early stage in the season His performance levels will go up and down But I think he I think Me personally I think he's taken to the, the captaincy Pretty pretty well With those guys round about him But the well, guys round about him Who else would you put in the captain's armband just now? 
but I think he's the right choice yeah, just sure now. Are, but sure the are, guys but round about him but do, have to do. give more as well. I can't he just be Callum McGregor week after week, sixty mm. games a season, five years on the bounce. You know, he will he will have stages that People he, he comes in and out. Have a theory that Ange Postacoglu's approach to the game is physically very demanding on mm-hmm. players. Uh, and David Turnbull has spoken about it that uh, he now needs to sleep every afternoon uh, because work is so demanding. However, that's what they're paid for. Get on with it. But, um, you know, when you have Paul saying that he thinks that Starfelt had his best game in a Celtic jersey, Starfelt has set a very low bar, uh, you know. He he has been responsible for a few goals Conceded by Celtic And if today was his best game Paul Then I wouldn't like to see his worst yeah, but he's, the, 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 These players are only in the door You know, he's, he's revitalised Ralston he's, uh, I thought the boy Abada looked a bit out of his depth He's only 19 years of age And I agree with Gordon DL that Celtic missed uh, Forrest But, you know, he's he's he's... Um, I mean, no one's even mentioned the new, the new, the new fullback. You know, came in, looks an absolute steal at two and a half million. And Celtic are, are continuing to invest in the squad. I heard the uh, the previous Rangers call saying that they've spent fifteen million. Well, they get fifteen million for Ayer. Yeah. I think I think more worrying for uh, Rangers is that Kamara, Kent, uh, they look they look a bit distracted, and there doesn't seem to be any bids. So. The point I made in my previous call was that the transfer window, I know you were coming on to talk about that, the transfer window is going to be massive come Tuesday and I am now, uh, I'm now in the Eddie Moss goal camp after after defending him for so long. So that was that was a bit of a pitiful performance from him. But assuming that they get the money for Edward, assuming they get money for Ryan Christie and he's modernised the squad with players that he wants, apart from the absence of, of leaders, and and that can't happen overnight. Then uh, I think Poster Cogs done done an amazing job. Um, and I think from Rangers' point of view, they they look a bit bored and a bit a bit you know a bit unexciting about who they brought in um, because they don't have any money. So is that know, not a concern, though, Paul? Given all mm-hmm. that, I mean, I think you've just described it as an amazing job, and and Rangers have got all these issues, but still won today. Is is that not a concern? Yeah, it's still a concern to lose a, lose a goal from a, a, a set piece. It's still a concern that David Turnbull can't get through the, the you know the, the fitness issues. But again, they're still a young team. They're still and they still lack leadership. Um, I was going to come on to say that I think James McCarthy's role now becomes pivotal in the sense that Callum McGregor does look as if he's he's carrying as big a burden as he did mm. last season. As I say, babysitting. The, the legend that was Scott Brown, but you said you said I don't have Scott Brown in the last ten minutes of a game like that. So, so I, I, of course it's a concern, and and Edward's chance, uh, Kyogo's two chances. Another other thing I would make, uh, another point I would make is it was clear that Kyogo was not one hundred percent fit today. Uh, my blind man could see that, so he was very subdued. Well, his best his best moments came. In the very the latter game. stages of the yeah. game, and the manager didn't mention that. Manager said he felt he should have started him through the yeah. through the middle. We do need to take a breather for a bit late. Thank you though to Paul. This is going to be the last chance to have your say this afternoon, so make sure you pick up that phone. The games are over. The talking begins. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line.
That's us into the final part of today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers beat Celtic by a goal to nil at the twelve o'clock kickoff. The three o'clock games approaching half time. Aberdeen one nil down at home to Ross County and uh, St Mirren against St Johnston goalless. I think at the moment I'll keep you up to speed on them. Uh, let's bring in George, who's a Rangers fan. What was your main takeaway from this game today, George? Hi, Lord. Hi, Mark, you and um, Gordon as well. My main point is I've listened to the show, obviously, and, and people's opinions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that a lot of places got to go to Steven Gerrard and his management team. And my point is, Rangers identified that Celtic have been playing well. They've been scoring goals. And their um, attacking force going from middle to front. That Rangers set up with Balogun on the, the, the right-hand side. Where he was told not to push too much forward because Kyogi was on the other side as well. And also, we went with the three up front, which limited the Celtics' um, movement from defence. So they had to go away like a four at the back because um, when we went forward, we had Roof, Morelos through the middle, and Kent left. So that kind of gave Celtic things to think about at the back as well. Although we left a man in the middle because McGregor in the first half was picking up a lot of the balls. I think they identified that in the second half as well, which we got on the front foot more. What do you think, Gordon? Yeah, I mean, Gordon, the Rangers did look to, to cause Celtic a, a bit of trouble off the ball. Well, we said that. We, it's the side of the game that maybe on this show doesn't get the attention it deserves. Every time Celtic got those initial bits together mm. and you think, right, they've got really good possession here, they ended up maybe being crowding out or, or being forced into the wrong option. I think I think Rangers off the ball are, are a very good side, Gordon. Uh, especially last year, um, the, the work on it and training you can clearly see that. Um, Celtic, oh, you know they they were always going to play with a back four anyway. So Rangers would have played with their three and tried to press them high up the pitch and made Joe Hart kick it because if Joe Hart's kicking it, then your two centre halves are looking to go and win it. And even if he kicks it wide, you've got Balligan and Barisic who have got decent height in the in the full back areas as well. I do think they they identified that they had to get a grip of the midfield because Celtic midfield definitely were better in the first forty five minutes. After the second, when the second half started, you could clearly see that Rangers were determined to dominate that area, and I think they succeeded in doing that. Do you think Rangers answered any? Doubters that are out there George And I don't mean from out with Even Rangers fans have been pretty critical on this show Over the last few weeks Did those questions get answered today? Are they on their way to getting answered? I mean Myself and a lot of Rangers fans Were a wee bit worried Obviously because we haven't been playing great To the standards last year We had a few issues We were we lost at Malmo Which was, wasn't great We've made the, the Europa League Which again We didn't play great But that we got the result Which was the main um, thing for us But a lot of people were Thinking that The way Celtic were playing That we were going to be Like 2-0, 3-0 And Celtic were coming to, to Like be on the front foot And like Go for it And, and beat us But I think What we did Is we showed us Today We were Together And we showed A solidity at the back um, With Balogun Hollander Who's a great like Gordon said, he's the best defender we've got, even better than Golson, in my opinion. And I think that what we've done today is showed that the Rangers are back and we missed a lot of good players there, like McGregor. Young McCrory came in and done fabulous. I mean, he's a third choice, as somebody said, but he'd done really well. And the back four, I think, kind of 
spoken through the game also as well You can see them talking to him all the time It's maybe one for another day um, But I'll quickly introduce it With no disrespect to John McLaughlin You just wonder if this is a good time to have Robbie McCrory As the, the legitimate number two you know And, and start three? that real yeah. Handover process Because well, is, he, is he now got to get past McLaughlin and McGregor? Well here's the praise I'm going to give the goalkeeper The caller just said there We miss McGregor No you didn't The goalkeeper got a clean yeah. sheet And played very well Okay George thank you Let's squeeze one more in Patrick is in Royston Patrick how did you feel On the receiving end of the defeat today? Listen At the end of the day I'd like to ask you panel Good evening panel Hello Hi hey, What I'd like to What I'd like to say to panel uh, Ange Pogolgo has come over to Scotland, right? And uh, it's, it's my opinion, and, and I'm entitled to that. And uh, he's played certain games up until now with Celtic. He's not come up against a team like Rangers yet, i.e. an old firm game, right? And you know, Derby Day, you can't, you can't call it, right? You can't call it. The man's never experienced it in dugout. So I, I, I would give him the man a bit of leeway and I think it's a little uncovered for the man. No one is suggesting that uh, Ange Postacoglu uh, got anything wrong today apart from Ange Postacoglu himself who has now admitted, Patrick, after the game that he wished he had started with Kyogo Furuhashi through the middle uh, and he thinks he has made a mistake in that regard. Um the, the, this one's out the way now You can't bring it back Rangers in the end Deserved to get all three points Celtic have to address The problems at the back Which still exist They have played four league games now And they've lost two of them So every league game now They have to be very careful Because there are teams above them uh, With more points than Celtic So the, the, the well, pressure Celtic's has risen but was Celtic's attack not more of a problem than, than their defence today? Like they lost a goal. Celtic, any teams will lose goals and they will lose them from set pieces. There's but a tendency. They created Gordon, chances, so. A tendency, I, I think, when. Well, uh, here, here's the point I'm making, right? And it's a, it's a simple one. If they don't concede that from a set piece and everything else stays the same, it's uh -huh. still only nil nil. Uh -huh. So that to me suggests that Celtic's attack was the was a bigger problem than this much maligned defence that people can't let go of. Well, I have this uh, impression of Celtic that there will be days when it will all come good for them, middle to front. But I have the impression that everyone talks about the work in progress at the back. This work in progress periodically. Is going to have those moments Where they simply don't do their jobs properly And it's going to cost Celtic But that's what I'm saying Every team concedes goals Gordon mm -hmm. It wasn't I almost feel like people decide before the game What they expect to see And what they want to see And then they stick by that See if Rangers had ripped Celtic apart And you would say Oh this back four will never do You can understand that reaction That's, that's just It's just not what we saw today no, You can I, pretend that But it didn't This didn't happen I'm not buying into the, the, the Celtic back four I think it's an easy pick um, By the way They might go on to have a rubbish season I'm not, yeah. not saying that I, I like to, the look of the new lad Juranovic at left back I think it'll be a terrific signing for him They lost a goal because um, If they're honest Someone never done their job And Hollander punished them And it was a good ball And it was a set play Apart from that you look at Rangers, Kent hits the post from um, you know, 18, 19 yards. Apart from that, didn't create a chance. So you can't say that Celtic were let down by their defence today. They switched off at set play, Rangers punished them.
Yeah, I have to agree with that. When Ange Postacoglu analyses the game, sits down, watches it all, yeah, he'll be frustrated at bits. But the main bit is the goal. It was actually someone's personal responsibility for that 30 seconds to pick up a man, match him, and do their job in the field. And that's what cost Celtic today. And just like that, Hugh Keevans, we've reached the first international break of the season. Can mm. you believe it? Time flies when you're having fun. I don't expect tomorrow night's phone-in to be all about Scotland against Denmark. I've got a funny I? feeling uh, we will continue to look back on today. So, sum it all up for us. What did we learn today? Where do we go from here? If you believe in history, you'll accept that the team that wins the first Old Firm game of the season historically goes on to win the title. More times than not... Uh, therefore the Rangers fans are entitled after a week which saw them on a 5,000 mile round trip to Armenia Suffer Covid problems They are entitled to feel as Gary McAllister said today That the club came together on this day And congratulations to Rangers Celtic still have work to do The transfer windows on Tuesday could be interesting with regard to Celtic In terms of ins and outs it's going to be a heck of a week Make sure you join us All week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kicking off tomorrow At 6 with Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray In the meantime You can stay right there Because the chart show Is up next <laughs>